In this episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about two Hershey Bears players that got new contracts, Beck Malenstein and Brett Leeson. Then we talk about Alex Alexiev and what his future is with the Washington Capitals. And then we will discuss the latest on what I know about Nick Backstrom's injury in the future of the Washington Capitals. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all of the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check that out. My name is Dan Holming. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this episode, that is what we are going to talk about, the Washington Capitals preparing for their future. Uh, today, the uh, Hershey Bears and the Washington Capitals signed Beck Malenstein to a contract and Brett Leeson to a contract. We'll talk about that in this show. But to start it off here, I'm going to talk to you about what I know about the latest on Nick Backstrom's injury. Um, I saw this as I was preparing for the show. Uh, this was on Twitter by a Dr. Harjas Gruel. You can find him on Twitter. It's at H-A-R-J-A-S underscore G-R-E-W-A-L. And uh, what he is doing is he is commenting on the uh, different injuries around the NHL and what his thoughts are on them. And uh, on this uh, particular one, he was talking about Nick Backstrom. He said, hip resurfacing replaces the surface of the top of the thigh bone. And if needed, the socket where the thigh bone meets the pelvis. Odds are against Backstrom returning to the NHL. Kessler was not able to return, but Jovansky was. And Andy Murray also returned to tennis. He went on to say, I think Backstrom definitely tries to make a return and it wouldn't be a surprise uh, if he played at some point this year, but I don't see him playing out the rest of his three-year contract. Really unfortunate for the most underrated player of his era. Like always, hopefully I am wrong. So that is not the news that we wanted to hear. And I know that that was just one doctor's thoughts on his situation. But if you kind of look uh, at what is done, it's like a, a cap that is put over the socket of your hip. It is kind of just a really, it's it's a crazy uh, a procedure to have done. And, uh, you know, just to have that procedure done and then to try to rehabilitate and live your everyday life as just a regular person is one thing. But then to try to go on and compete on the level of an NHL hockey player, that's a totally different thing altogether. So my fingers are crossed for Nick Backstrom, but uh, that is some kind of bad news I've got to say. And I think, you know, to a certain extent, I uh, Nick Backstrom would probably love nothing more uh, than to prove everyone wrong about that. So in some big news, 
Uh, well, I think it's big news anyway. The Washington Capitals uh, signed two players and what I consider future players for the Washington Capitals. I know they played with the Capitals briefly uh, this past season. The Caps have re-signed forward Beck Malenstein to a two-year, $1.525 million contract for the team. The first year of Malenstein's contract is a two-way contract, $750,000 if he's playing on the Caps, $110,000. And the second year is a one-way $775,000 contract. And uh, if you don't know the difference between a one- and two-year contract, so a one-way contract is a contract where you get paid one price, whether you play in the NHL or the AHL. But the difference between a one-way and a two-way contract is is that if you get sent down on a one-way deal, you have to clear waivers. So um, that is kind of, you know... It's, there's a couple schools of thought about that. You could look at it as that the Washington Capitals um, see Beck Malenstein playing a big role on the Washington Capitals in this second year, the one-way part of it, or they feel comfortable about the idea of him you know, clearing the waiver wire and making it down to Hershey. Uh, the Caps also re-signed Brett Leeson to a two-year $1.55 million contract per the team. Leeson's is only a one-way contract and will pay him $750,000 in the 22-23 season and $800,000 in the 23-24 season. And you know, that is kind of one of those tough deals. So that is kind of telling me that the Washington Capitals are all in on Brett Leeson or they are comfortable with the fact that uh, he, you know, there's a fact that, you know, he might not clear waivers or, you know, maybe the Capitals are so confident that he will clear waivers if he gets sent down. I guess it really depends on how you want to look at it. But in any event, I think that those are two solid moves by the Washington Capitals as this team is preparing for the future. We've talked about that in this podcast and it's been talked about around the NHL that the Washington Capitals need to get younger. And uh, I think that now is the time, you know, we saw what we had uh, in Leeson and Protus and Malenstein and Faravari. And uh, that is that youth infusion that the Washington Capitals so sorely need. Uh, like I said, this is a, a league that is getting younger and faster. So I think that that are, you know, is taking care of some situations, uh, some kind of lower dollar figure um, contracts that make sense. I think that, uh, Beck Malenstein does have a role with the Washington Capitals, and I also think that Brett Leeson does as well. Uh, the Beck Malenstein one is the one that is a bit interesting to me. I do think that uh, just from what I've talked to um, uh, from some different players or some different people is that Beck Malenstein might play and fill a role kind of what Tom Wilson had. Uh, Beck Malenstein uh, has 16 points, uh, 10 goals, and six assists this past season. So he is kind of that bigger frame out there. And uh, like I said, some people have theorized. I was um, talking um with the Grit and Barrett podcast, and uh, that was his thought is that uh, um, Beck Malenstein uh, may fill that role of uh, Tom Wilson on the Washington Capitals. So it remains to be seen. I think that, uh, you know, that is some wise decision-making. As we know, Tom Wilson will not be with the Washington Capitals until, you know, December the earliest. So to, you know, shore up those loose ends and try to find someone in Hershey that uh, can take on a role, something similar to that would be a good decision. So good on the Washington Capitals uh, for signing him to a new deal. And then the other player also is Brett Leeson. Uh, as you know, he also played with the Washington Capitals this past season. Uh, 
um, in his uh, career or this past season with Hershey. He had uh, 13 points, uh, six goals, and seven assists. So I would expect to see more of these kind of contracts getting signed throughout the summer months um, as they kind of go through and uh, take a look at what they have in Hershey and then kind of just making some big decisions as to which players that they want to keep and then which ones that, you know, they're going to have to let go because they're not all going to work out. But, you know, there are some those two players that they signed, Malenstein, you know, like I say, I think that he does have a spot on the Washington Capitals. I also think that Leeson has a spot on the Washington Capitals in the future. Um, and, you know, just the fact that they were willing to extend and make those uh, one-way contracts, um, you know, the one was a second-year one-way contract, but still, that kind of, that shows you that they are serious about those players, uh, and they see them having a future with this Washington Capitals team, which I think is so important. Um, you know, because I think that ultimately there are going to be some big splashes that are made in July as we are coming up on the free agency deadline. Um, ultimately, it would be advantageous for the Washington Capitals to take care of these situations before then. Um, I also think it would be wise for the Capitals if they are going to pursue um, a veteran netminder that they do it before then. Because if they wait until July on the deadline, they are going to pay top dollar. And uh, that's generally, you know, not real sound logic doing things like that. Um, so I think that, you know, like I'm saying, I think that um, it is a good idea for the Washington Capitals to take care of as many of these loose ends as possible, uh, as soon as possible. All right. So after the break here, we are going to talk about Alex Alexiev and what his future is with the Washington Capitals. Right, so Built Bar. You know how our friends at Built are always coming out with the amazing new flavors? Well, this time, Built has truly outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both Mud Pie Bar and Mud Pie Puff. Not sure what mud pie tastes like? Well, if you're a chocolate fan, you better sit down for this one. The new Mud Pie Bar is a rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. You've got to try mud pie as soon as possible and you need to hurry because the mud pie and mud pie puff are available for a limited time. Visit built.com to taste the delicious deliciousness for yourself. Not convinced? Luckily, we save the best for last. It's actually good for you. No, really. All built products are low calories, high protein and low sugar. Mud pie is packed with 16 grams of protein and only 150 calories and and eight grams of sugar. It's like your mom baked the most delicious creamy chocolate mud pie and wrapped it up just for you. Mud pie bars and puffs are available at built.com right now, but they're going fast because they are delicious. Like all built bars, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. What's great about Built is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of healthy benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new Mud Pie Built Bar and Built Puffs. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just a, a grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Chocolate mousse, whipped cream, cookies and cream crumble. Stop drooling. Get to Built.com to order your box of mud pie bars and puffs now. You won't regret it. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at Built.com. 
Dot com. All right, welcome back. So, um, in just some other news and some injury news that I wish I didn't really have to talk about was that uh, Alexander Alexiev um, had to go undergo a procedure as well. Uh, he underwent a surgical labral repair on his left shoulder. Based on the nature of this procedure, Alexiev is expected to miss four to five months. So this is not really great news. I was going to say that uh, Lucas Johansson and uh, Alexander Alexiev were poised uh, to make their big push to play uh, defense for the Washington Capitals. Um, I think that, um, you know, as we talked about, that Schultz probably played his last uh, game with the Washington Capitals in the defense capacity is that uh, I think that that's what they they wanted to do. They wanted to go younger. They wanted to go with Lucas and they wanted to go with Alex, but... You know, it doesn't sound like Alex is going to be ready for the start of the season. Um, so he's going to miss some considerable time. And that is quite a setback for the Capitals. And, uh, it, you know, like I say, it's a bit unfortunate in the regard that uh, it really seemed like they were poised to go all in on Alexiev. Alexiev had 19 points, one goal, 18 assists, and 68 regular season games with the Hershey Bears last season and chipped in an assist during the team's three-game series against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins during the playoffs. Alexiev's injury comes at a time when he could have been in the mix for a full-time promotion to the Washington Capitals. At the start of the season, the Capitals are not expected to re-sign right-handed shooting defenseman Justin Schultz, who is an unrestricted free agent. In July, the Capitals will likely flip a Trevor Van Riemsdyk, who was skating on his offside to Schultz's spot on the right. The team could then either assign a veteran defenseman during free agency or promote someone like left-shooting Alexiev into Trevor Van Riemsdyk's vacant spot. With Alexiev out, the Capitals' internal options include lefties Matt Irwin, Bobby Nardella, and Lucas Johansson. The team could also give righty Dylan Mickelrath playing time as well. Alexiev, 22, made his NHL debut for the Capitals on December 29th, 2021. This is in RMNB. And, um, you know, that's what I've talked about. And I talked about, you know, what is it, a few weeks ago um, that I did my breakdown on Lucas Johansson. And I think that he, you know, served a really great chance of uh, getting a starting role with the Washington Capitals. You know, I talked about that this team is in the middle of what I would call a retool um, or what Ted Leonsis calls a retool. And uh, I think that uh, that's what you're going to see. I think that you're going to see some of these younger players uh, slowly work into the system um, just because, I mean, just take a look. I mean, you look at the productivity of a Lars Eller and you take a look at the hip injury with uh, Nick Backstrom. This Washington Capitals team is not getting any younger. So now is the perfect time for some of these younger players in Hershey to get their opportunity on the big team. You know, now is the perfect time to do something like this. And uh, it's just kind of a real uh, bummer, I guess you could say, that Alexiev uh, had to have that procedure done and is going to miss considerable time. Um, hopefully he can come back and contribute to this Washington Capitals team. But now the questions abound of who is going to to fill those spots to start, start off. So kind of let's take a look at who's going to be missing from the Capitals to start off the beginning of the season. Some kind of big name players, big name marquee players, to be honest with you. Nick Backstrom is going to probably miss, you know, he could miss the entire season, right? Tom Wilson, the soonest he could come back is December. And then Alexiev is going to miss a considerable, considerable amount of time as well. So that's kind of putting the Capitals in a tough spot. 
Um, you know, you take a look at Alexiev to miss four to five months after this uh, shoulder surgery. So, you know, they, when we talked about, looked at this article, they talked about guys that could fill in. And, uh, you know, personally, I don't see Matt Irwin sticking around with the Washington Capitals. I know that there is some, you know, some kind of crazy times going on with the Capitals with all the injuries, but I don't see him as just someone that they're going to hold on to. I do think that Lucas Johansson will most likely get his spot on the team. But, uh, you know, like I say, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of just poor timing. I guess you could say more than anything, uh, that this happened, had to happen to him because, you know, if it wasn't for this injury, I really think that, uh, you would have seen him starting for the Washington Capitals. In fact, I know you would have. So the Capitals are going to have to kind of, I think, look at what the free market has out there, what kind of free agents are available, which players are available for trade, because, I mean, we look at this team and the one thing that I don't want to see happen is I don't want to see another first round exit or even worse. I don't want to see a Washington Capitals team that doesn't make the playoffs, period. So they are going to have to kind of take a look around and see what is available because now is the time to do it. Like I say, if you can take care of this before the deadline, you know, you can usually get these deals done cheaper. But I know a lot of times agents and that kind of thing, they want to hold out to the last minute so they can squeeze the most money out of a team to pay their player and ultimately them. So that's uh, one of the things that they're going to have to deal with. And, uh, you know, like I say, some tough decisions to make for this Washington Capitals team as they go forward and kind of try to rebuild and retool this team that, let's face it, wasn't really built for the playoffs. Because say the Capitals made it past the Panthers, then they would have gone on to play the Lightning. And we all see how that's going um, as I'm recording this on Monday night. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning were kind of doing what they do best, and that's coming back. Um, from pretty big odds and turning it around. And as I look at the score here, the last time I checked it, um, that the Tampa Bay Lightning were ahead. And, uh, you know, I was talking to the wife about this, and I said, do you think to a certain extent that, uh, so it, as I'm recording this, it is 6-2 to two Tampa uh, with 6.40 left in the third period. Do you think the Tampa Bay Lightning were kind of toying uh, almost like a cat with a mouse with the Colorado Avalanche. Are they going to close the trap on the Avalanche? You know, this is what they do. This is the pedigree of what the Colorado, or excuse me, the Tampa Bay Lightning do. You know, if you take a look at what they did um, against uh, the Rangers in the previous series, you know, the Rangers were up in that series, and guess what? They're now playing golf somewhere. So I think that this is kind of a real interesting Tampa Bay Lightning team. Um, as you take a look at them, you know, like I say, I, is it by design? I don't like to, I would not like to think that they would have wanted to lose by what was the score the other night? Seven to nothing. You know, that's got to really mess up Vasilevsky's record. If you take a look at it, I mean, he was just lauded as this, you know, great number one netminder. I don't think a lot has changed in that regard, but, uh, you know, uh, well, I think it was pretty much memory serves seven goals against him, uh, in this, in that last game. So, there's a lot of questions that beg to be answered about that game as well, is why didn't they pull him? If you look back on that uh, Patrick Waugh situation when he was playing and he they left him in there and they just kept lighting him up, you know, that kind of had to, I don't know what the point was. Why keep Vasilevsky in there? At a certain point, I was thinking to this and I was talking to the wife, you know, when it was five to nothing and six to nothing, you knew there was no chance of coming back. You knew there was no chance of coming back. So why not put Elliot in there? And just give Vasilevsky some rest. I mean, at this point, I don't think that um, Vasilevsky's uh, ego is that fragile that he couldn't handle getting pulled. 
uh, some kind of questionable moves there. I don't think that, you know, it, it would have appeared good on paper anyway. I don't think it would have really stemmed the tide uh, for what was going on out on the ice. All right, so after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about the future of the Washington Capitals. What's next? What needs to get addressed before the start of next season? We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capital. So in this episode, we are kind of looking around the team and some news of the day. Um, as I started off in this first segment, um, there was a doctor that was on uh, Twitter and he talked and he thought that there the chance of Nick Backstrom coming back is pretty remote. Uh, and you can take a look uh, that up on Twitter. Uh, he is a doctor that that is what he is going, what he's doing this year is he is looking at different players. Uh, Dr. Harjus Gruel, I'm sorry if I'm saying his name incorrectly, but uh, he said that he really doesn't see Nick Backstrom coming back. He says, I think Backstrom definitely tries to make a return and it wouldn't surprise me if he played at some point but he does not see him playing out his contract. We also then talked about Beck Malenstein and Brett Leeson getting new deals. And then the unfortunate news of Alex Alexiev and what the future is for him. So kind of taking a look at some other news, and there's all kinds of rumblings out there about what players would play best for the Washington Capitals. And one of the more intriguing stories that I've heard out there, and you know, this is what I'm talking about. This is the talking heads around the the NHL trying to, to spin a story is Bob Vrosky. Um, this was on um, Kiprios's show. Uh, Nick Kiprios, he talked about it, and then it kind of just took, you know, took wings from there is he talked about uh, the opportunity or the possibility of Bob Vrosky coming to the Washington Capitals. And what are your thoughts on that? Hit me up at Twitter at DanCaps218 or at LockedOnCaps. What are your thoughts on Bobrovsky coming to the Washington Capitals? Okay, knee-jerk reaction. I love it, of course. Um, and then the real interesting thing, and I'm you know doing this one on the fly, sort of. I don't have the info up on here, but if memory serves, Florida was going to retain 50% of his salary. Um, I think that that is some pretty solid, um, you know, that's a solid savings for any team that picks him up. Um, it's kind of a bit curious as to, um, why the Florida Panthers would like to do something like that. I mean, I know that they didn't get the, the desired result that they wanted, but they made it to the playoffs, something that has eluded them for so many years. And then to give up a big name like Bavrosky, um, it seems a bit questionable. And I know that it's Nick Kiprios, you know, he's not the be all end all on everything, but you know, he's trying to, to create a name and some buzz for his show on, you know, like a lot of these podcasts do, but I do think that that is intriguing, and I think that most Washington Capitals fans would um, welcome Bob Vrosky with open arms. I mean, could you think of any greater tandem of having him being the number one and then either Samsonov or Vanacek as a number two? I definitely think that the Washington Capitals would be sitting pretty uh, if that is the case, and that's what I talked about. You know, and we can kind of, this is the crazy season, and we can talk about things like this, is that I don't think it's out the outside of the realm of possibility. You know, it, we're not, we're talking about the Washington Capitals. We are not talking about the Coyotes. Uh, we are not talking about the Kraken. I know it's only their first season or the Sabres. You know, this is a team. This is a legitimate team. This is a team that won the Stanley Cup in 2018 and perennially makes it to the playoffs. Generally speaking, they don't make it past the first round, but 
Could someone like Bobrovsky coming to the Capitals, could that be what the doctor ordered in the net mining department? Of course it would be. Um, it remains to be seen. And I would, you know, of, be, of course, the first one to cover it for you, that'll be the, you know, breaking news. I'll probably go live if they sign someone like that. But it would be most interesting if the Washington Capitals could pick up someone of that caliber. So what is one of the other big names out there is Gibson uh, from the Ducks. And that is another one where I th- I'm all in. I'm all in on the Washington Capitals getting Gibson. I think that, uh, you know, the they would probably demand the King's ransom to get him. So I would be a little bit wary of what the Washington Capitals would have to give up to get him. Um, and ultimately, you know, that was a story that was just kind of shot out there, but then was muffled right away um, by um, Gibson's agent and by the Ducks in general. They said that, you know, there is no plans to move on from Gibson from the Ducks. So I think that ultimately... Um, I don't know if he's going to leave the team. I think they're probably going to try to re-sign him. But uh, just, you know, kind of kicking names out there. I think that most Washington Capitals fans would welcome Gibson on the team as well. So that is what the rumor mill is out there, and it is swirling. What And it's always netminders, of course, because, you know, that was the great deficiency of the team. Ultimately, who will the Washington Capitals pick up as their number one netminder? Because uh, that's what it's all about right now. We know it's going to be Sam Sonoff or Vanacek as the number two most likely. And then they're going to go out and swing for the fences and try to to get that big name number one netminder. Is it going to be Bobrovsky? Is it going to be Gibson? There is so much to think about. And uh, in this offseason, you know, that's what, what you can co- almost kind of dream about. Who do you want to see in net for the Washington Capitals next year? Uh, both of those names, um, they they. Make me excited about it, to be honest with you. I would love nothing more than to see one of those netminders on the Washington Capitals. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from our local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals.